Hello, Rangers, and welcome to the first ever episode of Ranger Talks. I'm your host, Sam Van Hefty, and I am the assistant principal at Forest Lake Area Middle School. You may be asking yourself, what in the world is Ranger Talks, and what am I listening to right now? And that would be totally understandable, given that this is the first ever episode. Ranger Talks is a podcast that, to be honest with you, is, is really more of a conversation among rangers to talk about our shared histories, the things that make us proud to be rangers, what we like to do for fun outside of school, as well as a few fun and interesting facts about each other as well. The hope is that this podcast will air episodes about twice per month, so every other week, and we want to feature interviews with students in Forest Lake Area schools, with teachers, with bus drivers, with paraprofessionals, with custodial staff, administrators, and more. Our first interview today is one that I'm very, very excited to conduct as, as we are going to be interviewing Mr. Jason Miller, uh, the new principal at Forest Lake Area Middle School. Mr. Miller was actually the assistant principal here for a number of years and has worked in a number of school districts around the Twin Cities metro area as well. And maybe most importantly, he and I actually share a common piece of employment history as we both lived and taught in Colorado at one point in our careers. We're both fond of the Centennial State, but we do love being here in Forest Lake too. Mr. Miller is a funny, carefree, lighthearted guy that loves working at the middle school level. Seriously, I don't think I've ever met a more middle school person ever. I hope you enjoy the interview as much as I did. Without further ado, here's the first interview for Ranger Talks, Mr. Jason Miller. Folks, welcome to the first ever episode of Ranger Talks. I'm here with our, our first guest, uh, Mr. Mr. Jason Miller, the new principal at Forest Lake Area Middle School. Welcome, Mr. Miller. How are you? I'm doing wonderful. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, this is, this is super exciting. Um, Ranger Talks, or an iteration of this, has been something I've long, long wanted to do, and I cannot think of a, a better person for our first episode. So... You really didn't get all of these questions ahead of time, so some of these might come as a surprise. I hope that's okay. Well, I'll do my best. Okay. All right. You know, it's not a, it's not a test, so you're not going to be great. It feels like one. The, the, <laughs> it, there's definitely some pressure. You are the first one to go, so that's, that's to be right. expected. So, okay. All right. The first one, we're going to a little warm-up, a little softball question for you. Uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. Where did you, where'd you grow up? Where'd you go to college? Have you taught outside of Forest Lake or lived outside of Forest Lake or Minnesota or outside of the U.S.? Yeah, thanks for having me. So I began my, well, I grew up in Moorhead, Minnesota. Uh, I'm a flatlander at heart. Go Spuds, and right? Go Spuds, absolutely, right. absolutely. My, I have a tradition of food mascots in my family. Mm. It's a uh, it's an important. It's an important component of who I am. Uh, we so I grew up in Moorhead, Minnesota, and went to college at Concordia College okay. as well, uh, up in Moorhead. Uh, I got a degree in biology. For the longest time, I always wanted to uh, be a like a zoologist. You know, work yeah. with wildlife uh, in ecology. Uh, I always found myself on family trips. Always wanted to explore, go for a hike, climb this rock. You know, put myself. Uh, to my parents' chagrin and some harm's danger next to a cliff or something. And uh, when I went to Concordia, 
I began sort of working in, in my degree in biology. And while I was there, my mom was a second grade teacher okay. uh, for a number of years in Moorhead. In, 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 in Moorhead, yeah, but actually was a second grade teacher, first and second grade teacher in the building that I went to school at myself, Popesfield Elementary. Okay. Um, and while I was at Concordia, I began to sort of explore um, just other ways to sort of engage in science and engage in that content. Um, so I began to kind of think, well, what about education? What is, is maybe an option to, to, to kind of do this particular work? Sure. And so I signed up for a, a class, and in that particular first class, you spend some time in a classroom with an experienced teacher. And I was in a middle school in Fargo. Do you remember across the, what grade? It was at seventh grade. Okay. And... I just remember in that moment kind of walking away from that experience. And part of this, I think, is a lot has to do with the people that I got to work with, some amazing educators, that it really had this profound impact on me thinking that this is something that I want to explore further. This is something that I think is, is, it could be really interesting. So I ended up continuing to earn my teaching uh, certificate, my teaching endorsement uh, at Concordia, um, and had some wonderful experiences again throughout my student teaching experiences as well, uh, working with some wonderful educators at middle schools in Fargo and also in Moorhead. When I graduated Concordia, I actually took over from my life science teacher who I had at Moorhead Junior High School when oh, she retired. Way. So I took over for her. Um, the same desks, chairs, and everything were still in the classroom that I had as I sat as a student. I'm, I'm sure I probably even can remember probably writing a, a something on one of those particular desks at one point. Uh, you know, and just I, I, I kid. And um, and so I was there for a couple years, and it was wonderful. The but it was sort of you know I had grown up in Moorhead, went to college in Moorhead, and was working in Moorhead, and it was an opportunity. I think that it was time for me to branch out a little bit. There were opportunities I think beyond just the the, the region and the state to explore, and that's something I think is really important for for me and for people to do is to take on new risks and challenges and to try new things. And so I ended up taking a position in Colorado. And I worked at a place called the Keystone Science School, which is very similar. I always tell people, if you know Wolf Ridge up in Ely, it's very similar to that. So we would have school groups come to us. We would take them into the backcountry of Colorado in the winter, learning about avalanches, skiing, um, you know, doing a lynx study, uh, which was really fascinating. Or during the fall and the spring and the summer, we would take groups out and do studies around the mining that happened up in the, uh, in, in the mountains of Colorado. Uh, again, maybe areas of like wildlife management, zoology, and so on. And so I was there, lived on campus, lived in a in a cabin that was uh, about 130 years old. The insulation was newspaper wow. from the uh, explorers in the area, from the loggers in the area, from, from Sweden and from Norway and, and so on. Um, after being there for a number of years, I came back to Minnesota, and I took a position as a science teacher at, in Minnetonka, was there for... 13 years, and it was there that I began to um, kind of gradually shift into taking on more leadership roles and responsibilities. Uh, Initially, you know, just kind of within the department, um, helping to facilitate and lead things like a department review, but then ultimately taking positions such as department chair, uh, becoming an instructional coach uh, for other teachers as well. Um, And then at that point, I had made the decision to, to, to kind of take that next step in sort of that career path and um, 
was hired as a dean of students in Moundsview, and so spent a number of years in Moundsview as a dean of students at one of their middle schools. And, and then again, as things just kind of progressed from there, as you mentioned in the introduction, uh, moved into other roles as an assistant principal. Um, and then, you know, here in Forest Lake, I was the assistant principal for uh, four years. My first year was the last year that Southwest Junior High School was yeah, sort of in existence. Some people may not know that piece of history with Forest Lake, mm-hmm. so do you mind sharing briefly like what was what was that like because it was not always just Forest Lake area middle school as as we know it today yeah so the the for for a while uh the district had two junior high schools each were seventh eighth and ninth grade students and our high school was 10 11 and 12th grade students and so through sort of a, a redesign a reiteration of our secondary programming at the time uh, the move was was being made to take our ninth graders from those junior high schools and move them to the high school to be able to offer a comprehensive nine twelve secondary experience. Yeah. Um, while at the same time, bringing our seventh and eighth graders together into the same building to be able to then redesign the model from having sort of what would kind of be considered like a junior high school to more of a middle school model with um, a robust teaming. Uh, a, a model sure. with our advisory curriculum, with the with just sort of our, our focus on what that middle level learner really truly needs, um, and so that was a significant shift and a, and a big shift culturally for I think the community because Southwest had been a fixture for so long. Yeah. Um, so that was a that was that was a, an, an interesting experience to be a part of and, and to help staff transition to uh, something completely new, which is the creation of the Forest Lake Area Middle School. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. Well, you kind of touched on this before, um, but what what drew you into education? Obviously, you said your mom was a teacher. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you kind of developed a passion for education after that class that you had mm-hmm. in college. But what what was the thing that kind of put it over the edge for you? Of like, you know, I think I really want to. I really want to do this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for me, for me, I would say there are different experiences that that probably have shaped who I am as an educator. But one that really stands out to me more than anything was my time in Colorado. And sure. even a little bit before that, this, this recognition that learning needs to look different. If we look at classrooms today, they look the same as they have for the last hundred yeah. so years. <laughs> yeah. And unfortunately that, that kind of, pro, that sort of, you know, production model of education is, is just not the system and the model that, is really most effective in, in, in helping to create, um, you know, young adults who leave high school with the skills necessary to function in, a, in an ever-changing environment. And so for me, working in those settings, such as in Colorado, for example, was an opportunity to really recognize that learning and teaching can look very different to make things feel much more authentic, to align yeah. to the students' needs, to create opportunities for inquiry, um, to really shift our model from being something that is really sort of consumption-based, where we're, we're, co- we're consumers of information, mm-hmm. to being creators. Uh, so instead of going home and telling you know someone at, you know at the kitchen table, this is what I just did today, right. um, but this is what I made today, this is what I created today, uh, and I think that particular shift is what really motivates me. Um, as an educator, but also I think it's a really important model shift for us to be thinking about as as educators. Yeah. Now, 
assuming a number of people that are listening to this aren't as familiar with Colorado geography as you and I might be, and before I forget to ask this question, mm -hmm. you said you were at in Keystone skiing up there. Where did you where did you go? Did you go to Keystone? Were you at Arapahoe Basin to take people? That's just my yeah. loving yeah. skiing that I had we, to ask. No, so we, we did, all, so for those of you that don't know, um, Keystone is a, is a small town or village up in Summit County, about an hour um, west of Denver. Uh, and so Dillon, Breckenridge, Silverthorne, Keystone are all, uh, uh, Frisco are all these yeah. towns that kind of are in that particular region. Um, we would head not to ski resorts. We would actually head up into the backcountry. So oh, we sure. would take kids up into small, um, in some cases, even like small little ghost towns like, you know, Montezuma and St. John and um, some of these other really fun areas uh, in the winter ski and in the summer hike awesome. into those areas. Um, yeah, and, and it was it was fun. I mean, as you know, there's a lot of snow in Colorado, especially throughout the uh, throughout the winter and a long season. So we spent a great deal of time on skis, digging you know avalanche pits and teaching kids about snow safety and and how snow changes you know as it sits on as it sits on the on the ground and, and what that looks like. And so um, it was fun. It was really kind of a once in a lifetime experience. Awesome. Okay. So this next question, I did give you ahead of time. But, this is a hard one, mm -hmm. what is one lesson that your job, and, and this could be as a principal, as a teacher, heck, even as a parent, but what's one lesson your job has taught you that you think everyone should learn at some point in life? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that is a hard question because I think there's a number of there's a number of things that come to mind when mm -hmm. you think about, you know, what are those skills and life lessons that you that you should or you wish you had maybe learned earlier or yeah. even if you had um, knowing the importance of that particular skill and the different work that we do. You know, I think about um, all of the different, you know, roles in all of the different work that I've done as an educator or as an administrator. I think about being able to manage complexity, to mm -hmm. being able to, to think about how you... Um, can work effectively with a team uh, of colleagues, of, of, of other staff members, um, other, whether it's at a school or any other organization, to accomplish really great things and to use that team to be able to manage the, the complex work that is, um, you know, driving innovation and doing these, doing these great things. Um, and so I think that those are really important skills. And as, as we think about the work we do with kids, those are skills that we can foster within our students by, you know, the kinds of experiences that we create. Whether we, we, we systematize the work a little bit and structure it based on our teaming model or we think about the work we do as an individual classroom teacher with the students I have in my social studies classroom, my English classroom, my, my, my art class. How am I structuring the learning experiences to, again, foster that, that collaborative work um, that collective efficacy of our of, of, of my classroom and my student body in a way to really accomplish amazing and great things build those skills that they know they can transfer and apply to college to the workforce to the military when they when they leave us um, and being able to because again I think in very few professions do we work where we work in isolation um, and, and we are consistently working to collaborate with other people to really manage really complex tasks awesome that's a that was a great answer 
Gosh, you shouldn't have been nervous at all. That was I great. Was. You can't tell because I'm just on the radio here, but I'm sweating buckets. <laughs> all right. Now we're at a section of our interview where you did not get these beforehand. This is a this is a this or that section. Okay. Feel free to elaborate if you would like. You don't have okay. to. But we have some some this or that questions. There are five of them. The first one is morning or night? Night. Night owl? Not a night owl, but I move pretty slow in the morning. Okay. So I, I pick up speed throughout the day. Okay. Yeah. All right. Winter or summer? That's an easy one, winter. Winter. Oh, yeah. We're a ski family. Yes. Yeah. Totally. Totally. Um, this one's controversial and may split the audience a bit, so tread carefully. Guacamole or salsa? I have to choose. You, you got to choose. I'm a big one. fan of mixing the bit together. You get a little oh, guac on really? a chip, and then you dip in the salsa after that. Okay, yeah, that's the best way to kind of go about that. But if I had to choose just one salsa, okay, yeah, gotcha. Because it's fun to say. Absolutely, great word. Um, Coke or Pepsi? We're gonna go with. Um, we're gonna go Diet Coke. I love it. That is the correct answer. We also would have accepted if you were to take. At a gas station, go to the soda fountain, and you get half diet, half regular Coke. Oh, I will do that with Pepsi. Like a little mix. I'll do that with Pepsi. Yeah, I can't do straight Pepsi. It's too sugary. Too sweet. But then what you do is a little bit of half Pepsi, half regular Pepsi. Then you can go that route. Okay. For sure. All right. Last one. Movie or TV series? Movie. Really? Interesting. I don't really watch much TV anymore. I have found it's interesting how... In the last few years, people's viewing styles have changed. Yes. From traditional TV and TV shows and channels to, you know, even just a few years ago, it, it hadn't even occurred to me that there was this thing called, like, YouTube TV, that people didn't actually watch regular cable television, you know, or just right. Channel 4, Channel 11. Yeah. And that everyone had shifted to finding these shows and streaming channels of this and that and how that's kind of changed. And, um and so I think it's, it's, yeah, it's interesting how that's morphed over time. And I don't really watch very much uh, in the way of television. Um, I find myself, yeah, I mean, if it's going to sit down on a Friday night, it's nice for uh, sure. to sit with a, a good movie. Nice. Do you have a favorite movie? Oh, goodness, I've got a few. But I mean, probably the one I've watched the most is Dumb and Dumber. Okay. It's a classic. Classic. Classic, right? classic movie. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. I mean, I could probably recite every word. Well, and then when you were in Colorado, you could say, I mean, we're in the Rockies. Absolutely. So, yeah, makes total yeah. sense. Okay, last question, Mr. Miller. Um, if you could go back and give your middle school self one piece of advice, what would it be and why? You know, when I, th- when I, when I think about going back, you know, it's, it's interesting. What, what an opportunity to, to help support your, your younger self. I, yeah. You know, I think the biggest lesson I would, I would share with, with that middle school uh, Jason Miller, who had a flat top back by in the way. Because that was very cool. Because I think Arnold Schwarzenegger was popular at the time he had a flat top. So, of course, we all had to have flat tops. Absolutely. Um, I think what I would have told him was to take to take a chance, to take a risk, and to try something new. And, as and, and you know, because I think there's an interesting tension that middle schoolers experience, which is trying to become an independent, you know, who I am, find out you know, who I am as a person, and yeah. kind of who I want to be, and yet at the same time wanting to fit in. Yep. And and um, you know and kind of mesh with my with my crowd as it as it were, and I think I would go back and say take a risk, take a chance, you know, go out for the school play, 
you know, do something that you know down deep you want to do and that's going to be fun and that I think sometimes we hold ourselves back yeah. and to not, not, to not do that um, because I think those people who say yes to things um, are the ones who I think are, they, they build a wonderful network and have great experiences. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, this was great, Mr. Miller. This Thank you wonderful. so much for, for joining us yeah, on our, our first ever episode. Um, yeah, I, I can't think of anything else to say other than thank you so much for joining us. And we thank everybody for listening. There will be more episodes uh, coming out in the next couple of weeks, so make sure that you listen. Again, we're going to be interviewing people from not just the middle school here, but also around the district in a variety of positions. So thank you so much, and as always, go Rangers! Ranger Talks is a production of Forest Lake Area Schools. Tune in next time to hear more stories from the people around Ranger Nation who make excellence for every student, every day, possible. Ranger Talks is produced by Maria Lockwe. Editing, production, sound engineering assistance done by Jake Matheson and John Guidry. Our theme song was written, performed, and produced by Grayson DeWolf, Forest Lake alumni. I'm Sam Van Hefty, and you've been listening to Ranger Talks.